Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about how a runner with a plantar fascia partial rupture talks himself into surgery. So the big question is this, how are runners like us, who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. A partial rupture of the plantar fascia can be a truly debilitating injury for any runner. Now, a tear, even a partial tear of the plantar fascia is much worse than plantar fasciitis. The way it works, basically, the reason it gets so to be so much trouble is that, you know, you, you get this injury, you think you have plantar fasciitis, you take time off, it starts to feel better. Then you start to run again and it starts to feel worse again. And because a partial tear can be so frustrating, it becomes very easy to convince yourself that you need surgery on the plantar fascia. In fact, the reason I'm bringing this up is I was just having a conversation with an athlete who started to talk himself into surgery, even though he has absolutely no desire to have surgery on the plantar fascia. His story really highlights how easy it is to become frustrated and how any recovering runner can overthink a mild setback in the recovery process. Now, the plantar fascia is the largest ligament on the bottom of your foot, Plantar fasciitis is a condition where you have inflammation and irritation of the plantar fascia itself. Now, plantar fasciitis is by far the most common condition affecting patients who go to see a foot and ankle specialist. In fact, it makes up about 40% of all visits to podiatrists in the United States. The problem with plantar fasciitis is that it, it is so common, many doctors will simply assume that you have plantar fasciitis when you describe what's going on with your foot and your runner who has heel pain and arch pain. And that really seems to be true when you're a runner who uh, may not really have plantar fasciitis, but you might actually have a partial rupture. And because you can get this, really it's kind of an exaggerated version of plantar fasciitis where you actually have a very small rip, a tear, or what doctors refer to as a partial rupture of the plantar fascia ligament, it can turn into a problem. You don't have to be a doctor to understand that if you have a tear, if you have a rip, and you have this damage to the ligament, it's actually injured, and you continue to stand on it, you run on it, you keep stretching it, stressing it, straining it, the plantar fascia ligament that has that small tear, well, it's not going to heal. Now, most of the time when a runner calls me for a consultation or a webcam telemedicine visit, it's because they've gone through this cycle of trying to treat it They've been trying to see doctors and get an answer. The pain has been getting a little bit better, then a little bit worse. And then they finally get so frustrated that they're willing to really consider anything. And at that point, a lot of times what happens is some doctor recommends surgery, they start researching it, and then they call me. Well, it is true that the plantar fascia release surgery is a very commonly performed surgery. And what happens is the surgeon, surgeon goes in and we actually cut a small portion of the plantar fascia to release the tension on the plantar fascia ligament. That releases your pain because you don't have any more tugging away at this injured area. Whether or not you should have that surgery depends upon your opinion and the opinion of your doctor. The simple fact is that I have not performed a plantar fascia release surgery on a runner in more than 15 years. So that simple fact should make clear my opinion about performing this surgery on runners. I don't think it's a good idea, so I just don't do it. But that doesn't mean it's necessarily wrong if you and your doctor choose to do it. 
The main point is that I believe the overwhelming majority of runners can heal a partial rupture of the plantar fascia ligament without surgery and can get back to running. But to do so, you have to be able to take a lot of specific actions, you have to have a lot of patience, and you have to be capable of following directions very carefully. I've actually been lecturing about runner's heel pain, about this condition, and teaching other physicians at medical conferences about this condition for many years. And I get invited to lecture at medical conferences several times a year. And from all the information that I've compiled over the years of teaching these conditions about how to treat this condition in runners, during my lectures to physicians, I created the runner's heel pain course. Now, the runner's heel pain course teaches you everything that I would explain to you if I met you in person and had to help you understand how to figure out whether or not you actually have plantar fasciitis or a stress fracture in the heel bone or a partial rupture of the plantar fascia or some other condition that just seems like plantar fasciitis. Now, if you follow all the directions in that course and you can understand everything that I've explained to you during a $500 in-person meeting, you get the same information in the online course for obviously for a lot less money. But for that to work for you, for have to actually get you back to running, you have to be able to understand what's in those video lessons and apply it to your condition if you really want to expect to improve. I mean, if a coach gives you a training plan and you don't follow it, you shouldn't expect to get any faster. It's the same principle. But that brings us all back to this conversation. I was having this athlete who got frustrated when he had this small bump in his road to recovery and his return to running. Now, he had a partial rupture of the plantar fascia. He'd been taking time off of his activity. He had been doing everything correctly in terms of what he should actually be doing to recover from the condition. But then he had an episode where he was kickstarting his dirt bike, and in doing so, it irritated and aggravated the healing plantar fascia. He started to have heel pain. He had a cycle of several days where the pain was coming and going, and that had him a little bit freaked out. Well, months ago, when he first got to see this doctor who told him that they could go in and just snip the plantar fascia and that might solve his problem, well, he really didn't like that idea when the doctor told him that. It just didn't make sense to him that as somebody who was athletic that he should have surgery to just cut this huge ligament in the bottom of his foot. But now, here he was some months later, and even though he had had a dramatic improvement and was clearly on the road to recovery, this little small setback had him concerned that he had undone all of the healing that had already taken place during the past several weeks and months. So during this discussion, it, there are a couple of interesting things that came to mind. Number one, it's really easy to believe you've done a lot more damage than you actually have done. Most of the time, when you have a partial rupture of the plantar fascia, what actually happens is not really what you see in illustrations in textbooks. In fact, it's not even really and truly what you see in the anatomic illustrations I made to support and illustrate the idea in the runner's heel pain course video lessons on plantar fascia partial ruptures. It's not this clean split or rupture or, or tear that you see illustrated most of the time. But when you have a plantar fascia partial rupture, you do get a tiny little gap in, or a tear in the ligament. And what happens is it starts to heal. You get collagen that starts to form. Now, that collagen somewhat resembles a wad of tangled fishing line. It's disorganized. The strands run in all different directions, but all of that wad of collagen is helping to stabilize the fascia and hold it together. Over time, you get more and more remodeling of the collagen scar tissue so the fibers are better aligned with the stresses applied to the plantar fascia ligament. It becomes 
less like a wad of tangled fishing line and more like strands of cable side by side forming the sheet of collagen we call the plantar fascia. If that process goes on for months, you can be assured that the strength of the tissue on the day you're kickstarting your motorcycle and you injure it is significantly higher than it was the day after you tore the plantar fascia. So based on that, you can take comfort in the fact that it is unlikely that you could cause the same level of damage you had on day one of your injury when you initially tore the fascia. But then our minds begin to play tricks on us, and that's where the trouble comes in. So number two, it becomes really easy to talk yourself into surgery. You have pain. You start going through this cycle of discomfort. And unless you've been keeping a pain journal, you don't actually remember that the pain you have today is significantly less than the pain you had when the injury first started. And that was exactly the case here. During the conversation with this guy, he acknowledged that the pain he was having now was much less than the pain he had before. But the fact had not really occurred to him, and instead he had this nagging voice in the back of his mind hearing that surgeon from months ago say, we can just go in and snip it and that'll take care of everything. Now I went on to point out that he had been healing all along and he was doing better. His pain was significantly less and really and truly he had just hit this small bump on his road to recovery and he just really needed to be patient. Our discussion also pointed out that if he had surgery, he was going to have to be in a cast or a fracture walking boot and likely on crutches for weeks or months. And that was going to further decimate his fitness and bring about more atrophy in his calf muscle. And the last thing he needed at this point was to have more damage done to his running body just from a period of immobilization or a period of using crutches. He also needed to make sure that he was immediately tracking his pain with a pain journal. That way, if he could just see the small improvements that were happening over time, he could take solace in those small improvements and know that he was at least headed in the right direction and he was still on track. So basically, what I did was I gave him some other things to do to reduce the inflammation, to decrease the stress on the plantar fascia, and to assist with the collagen repair process. Now, all of those are lessons in the runner's heel pain course, but... More importantly for him, I pointed out that it was crucially important to figure out what his pain was today and start tracking it daily. It was also clearly important for him to take a look at what he was doing in his recovery today that was really sort of missed opportunities. And what I mean by that is that when we're training, when we're getting ready for an event, it's very easy to stay on track with everything that can help promote healing, recovery, and building strength in the tissues after our workouts. When I do consultation calls with runners, almost every time I can find very specific strategies runners use and they know they use when they're in training that they are not using or applying to the recovery from their own training injury right now. And that's a crucial step to take in your recovery if you really want to get back to running as quickly as possible. Now, one easy way to do that is to take a look at everything you know about training and figure out how to apply it to healing and recovering from the overtraining injury. Now, I wrote this thing called the Runner's Rapid Recovery Journal to help walk you through some of those exercises to figure out exactly what you already know you can do, already what you know how to do that you're just not doing right now that could really accelerate the recovery process and help you get back to full training. Now, this is the same process I use when I work with runners in person through a phone consultation or a webcam virtual doctor's visit. 
you've really got to remember that any overtraining injury is really nothing more than an exaggerated version of the same thing you do to your tissues during your normal workouts. You just went a little bit too far and got a little bit too much tissue damage. So what you really need to do is just look at all the things that made you recover faster when you're training and apply them to your recovery and your healing now. Now, right now, the Runner's Rapid Recovery Journal, it's on sale. You can get it at a discount. You can get it in an instant download version today. And you can find a link for it in the show notes at the bottom of this episode at docontherun.com under the podcast tab. So go check it out. But just remember, you know, don't get frustrated. Don't get bummed out. Don't think that just because you have a little setback today, it means that you should jump to surgery. That's rarely the case for injured runners. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.